All right, good evening. Love those songs. I love Come and Praise and Glorify. If you want to put into your mind Ephesians chapter 1, that's the song that should be in your head. Um, That is a summary of it all. Well, if you remember last week, we saw how the priesthood was instituted, inaugurated, if you would, in uh, Leviticus chapter chapter 8. We saw that Moses and Moses alone had washed, dressed, and offered sacrifices for Aaron and for his sons. That Moses went in and he anointed the tabernacle with blood and with oil for the ordination of Aaron and his sons. And that for seven days, Aaron and his sons had been confined to the tent of meeting that is within the tabernacle complex um, to offer sin, burnt, and ordination offerings. They were to do it for seven days. Now the seven days have gone, and we come to our text for tonight, found in Leviticus chapter 9. So I'd ask you to stand with me. I'd pray as we would read God's Word, and we'll see what God says to us tonight. Let's pray. Father, we do bless your name. For you are worthy of praise. All glory and honor belong to our God. As the psalmist writes in Psalm 115, Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your glory. To glory be to your name and your name alone. You are worthy of all praise. So we come to you thankful for the plan from the ages of being blessed in the heavenly realms in Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord God, that you instituted in this world, in time and space, a system of sacrifice which points us to the great sacrifice of Jesus Christ. We ask, Lord God, as we listen tonight, that we would not only learn, we wouldn't just have head knowledge to put into uh, our, our minds, but we would have heart knowledge. We'd have a greater understanding of the love of God for us and that you made a way where there seemed to be no way, as the song would say. You made a way. You stood in the gap, as your word tells us. You mediated for us. By your own blood, you purchased us. Oh, Lord, let that ring in our hearts. Let that be the song of our mouths. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Leviticus chapter 9. On the eighth day, Moses called Aaron and his sons and the elders of Israel, And he said to Aaron, Take for yourself a bull calf for a sin offering and a ram for burnt offering, both without blemish, and offer them before the Lord. And say to the people of Israel, Take a male goat for a sin offering and a calf and a lamb, both a year old, without blemish, for burnt offering, and an ox and a ram for peace offerings to sacrifice before the Lord, and a grain offering mixed with oil. For today the Lord will appear to you. And they brought what Moses commanded in front of the tent of meeting, and all the congregation drew near and stood before the Lord. And Moses said, This is the thing the Lord commanded you to do, that the glory of the Lord may appear to you. Then Moses said to Aaron, Draw near to the altar, and offer your sin offering and your burnt offering, and make atonement for yourself and for the people, and bring the offering of the people, and make atonement for them as the Lord commanded. So Aaron drew near to the altar and killed the calf of the sin offering, which was for himself. And the sons of Aaron presented the blood to him 
he dipped his finger in the blood and put it on the horns of the altar and poured out the blood at the base of the altar. But the fat and the kidneys and the long lobe of the liver from the sin offering he burned on the altar as the Lord commanded Moses. The flesh and the skin he burned up with fire outside the camp. Then he killed the burnt offering, and Aaron's son handed him the blood, and he threw it against the sides of the altar, and they handed him the burnt offering to him, piece by piece, and the, and the head, and, he, <clears throat> and the head, and he burned them on the altar, and he washed the entrails and the legs and burned them with the burnt offering on the altar. Then he presented the people's offering and took the goat and the sin offering that was for the people and killed it and offered it as a sin offering like the first one. And he presented the burnt offerings and offered it according to the rule. And he presented the grain offering and presenting and he presented the grain offering, took a handful of it and burned it on the altar besides the burnt offering of the morning. Then he killed the ox and the ram, the sacrifice of peace offering for the people. And Aaron's son handed him the blood, and he threw it against the sides of the altar. But the fat pieces of the ox, of the ram, the fat tail, and that which covers the entrails, and the kidneys, and the long lobe of the liver, they put the fat pieces on the breast, and he burned the fat pieces on the altar. But the breast, on the right thigh, breast and the right thigh Aaron weighed for a wave offering before the Lord, as Moses commanded. Then Aaron lifted up his hands toward the people and blessed them. And he came down from the sin offering and, he, and the burnt offering and the peace offering. And Moses and Aaron went into the tent of meeting. And when they came out, they blessed the people. And the glory of the Lord appeared to all the people. And fire came out from before the Lord and consumed the burnt offering and the pieces of the fat on the altar. And when all the people saw it, they shouted and fell on their faces. This is the word of the Lord. May he add his blessing to it. <clears throat> we'll see four things tonight. We'll see anticipation. Approaching, accessibility, and assurance. Anticipation, approaching, accessibility, and assurance. First, the anticipation. I can imagine that Aaron and his sons were looking forward to the eighth day. For seven days, as we said, they were doing the same thing over and over. Making atonement for their sins in the sacrifice of sin, burnt, and ordination offerings. It says this, on the eighth day, beginning in verse 1, on the eighth day, Moses called Aaron and his sons and the elders of Israel, and he said to Aaron, take for yourself a bull calf for a sin offering and a ram for burnt offering, both without blemish, and offer them before the Lord. Well, let's just stop there for a second. Why did Moses have to, have to add without blemish? I mean, didn't Aaron already know this? Wasn't he already told all this? Notice God makes it clear, when you come to me, you bring the best. You bring exactly what I say. You do it exactly the way I said to do. Remember, even when he built the, the temple complex, or the, the tabernacle complex, he said, make sure you do everything as I showed you on the mountain. We are not free to tinker with the worship of God. We have no freedom in it. Do people take it? Yes, to their own detriment. But we have, no, we have no freedom to tinker with God's prescribed method of worship. And Moses was making sure that Aaron knew this. And say to the people of Israel, take a male goat for a sin offering and a calf a, a, and a calf and a lamb, both a year old without blemish for a burnt offering, and an ox and a ram for peace offering, offering and a peace offering to sacrifice before the Lord, and a grain offering mixed with oil, for today the Lord will appear to you. 
And they brought what Moses commanded in front of the tent of meeting, and all the congregation drew near and stood before the Lord. And Moses said, This is the thing that the Lord commanded you to do, that the glory of the Lord may appear to you. So what's really going on here? Moses calls Aaron and his sons. The time is up. The ordination is over. He grabs the elders of Israel, the, the, the elders of the tribes of Israel, and all the congregation. Obviously, the elders had a closer view. They were right there up in front as they stood as representative of the different tribes of the children of Israel. They're told what to do. And the purpose of all of this, he says, is to have the glory of the Lord appear to them. Previously, God had not displayed His glory to the entire community. God appeared on the mountain, yes, but He covered Himself in smoke and lightning. He always had covered Himself. The cloud would come down and cover the glory, and Moses would enter the cloud and see the glory of God. Moses was on the mountain. He saw the glory of God. Moses, to this point, was the only person that was privy, if you would, to the glory of the Lord. But now that dynamic was going to change. The glory of the Lord was to appear to them. And in order for it to do, happen, they had to approach God in the way that he said. So we see the approaching. Then Moses, verse 7, said to Aaron, Draw near to the altar and offer your sin offering and your burnt offering and make atonement for yourself. Aaron, for the last seven days, has been making atonement for himself. Right? That's what we learned last week. For seven days you're to do this. Day after day, this is what your days to consist of. A sin, a guilt, a burnt offering. That's what you're to do, ordination offering. You're to do these day after day. And they were doing it in there by themselves, for themselves. And once again, he had to make atonement for himself. Didn't you think that the past seven days would have been suffice? What's it tell us? Nobody's perfect. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. It points to the fact that there is only one perfect high priest, the Lord Jesus Christ, in the order of Melchizedek. Aaron was not perfect. Aaron had to once again make atonement for himself. Not only for himself, but for the people. And for the people, and bring the offering of the people, and make atonement for them as the Lord had commanded And so now, at this point, the priesthood is inaugurated. The children of God, as it were, become the people of God. The covenant is now being enacted, if you would. The tabernacle has been set up. The worship has been set up. The ordination of the priests have been complete. And now they're going to become a worshiping community. Can you imagine what they felt? No wonder they all drew near. No wonder they were there to see. No wonder the elders were front and center to see what God was. This was a historic day in the nation of Israel. Verse 8 says, So Aaron drew near to the altar and killed the calf of the sin offering, which was for himself. And the sons of Aaron presented the blood to him. Isn't that interesting? They presented the blood to him. 
What was going on here? Notice that the sacrifice was not for Aaron's sons. This is for Aaron himself. Because Aaron himself was going to stand as the mediator between God and the children of Israel. His sons were there to help. Apparently, they caught the blood in a bowl as Aaron slit the throat of the offering. Very important. Without the shedding of blood, there is no sacrifices for sin. Remember, I th- actually, I think John did all the heavy lifting in, in Exodus so far because I'm thinking, well, this is actually pretty easy to put. It's just self-explanatory. He did all the heavy lifting. and what? Remember the one? Blood, 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 blood. It could have just been a name in a sermon. Blood, 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 and blood. Blood everywhere. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. They catch the blood. He dips his finger, and it says, and he dipped his finger in the blood and put it on the horns of the altar and poured out the blood at the base of the altar. He was doing exactly as God had prescribed. This is the manner of which you come. There was not a step that could be left out. The offering would not be accepted if the horns of the altar, which are just little, they look like little horns sticking out the four corners, and he put blood on them all the time. He, put the blo- he poured out the blood at the base of the altar. For every time the sin offering was made, this was the process. He was never to deviate from it. Next week, we'll see how his sons deviated from the process. Doesn't work out well for them at all. He poured out the blood at the base of the altar, but the fat and the kidneys and the long lobe of the liver from the sin offering he burned on the altar. As the Lord commanded Moses, the flesh and the skin he burned up with fire outside the camp. So he did everything as God had commanded. There's a theme here. As God commanded, as the Lord commanded Moses, Aaron was to do. He offers the sin offering. He now offers the burnt offering. Then he killed the burnt offering, verse 12. And Aaron's sons handed him the blood. Here we are again. And he threw it against the sides of the altar. I wish I knew. God has not, I cannot find why. Some are poured and some are thrown against the altar. I do not know. Actually, I believe the burnt offering was to be killed at the north side of the altar. There was even specific locations in which you were to slaughter the animal. God is very specific. If God is very specific about the worship of Him, don't you think He's very specific about your life too? Wouldn't it make sense that He has every detail of your life He knows, He cares about? If He cares about the hairs on your head, He cares about every day of your life. And they handed the burnt offering to him piece by piece and the head. And he burned them on the altar. And he washed the entrails and the legs and burned them with the burnt offering on the altar. What are the entrails? That's the intestines. He got rid of all the excrement out of the intestines. He cleaned them. He washed them. The legs that were, uh, would have been contaminated possibly with that, he washed them all, and they burnt them all on the offering. Remember, a burnt offering went solely to who? Mr. Roach is not allowed to. God alone got it. That was all God's. Nobody got nothing out of it. All the other ones, people got it. Aaron got a piece. The people could get a piece of it, but... This one was for God and God only. And it's the only one, by the way, if I remember correctly, which says he washed the entrails and the legs. It had to be perfect. 
There could be no spot, no stain, no sin, no blemish whatsoever in it, and it was given to God. Why all of this? Because Aaron was the mediator between the people and God. Aaron had to make atonement for himself. He was the mediator between the people and God. Moses, no lo- Moses had that role, but Aaron was taking over that role. We also have a mediator between us and God. We come to God through the Lord Jesus Christ. The people of Israel came to God through Aaron, through the high priest. We come through the Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Timothy 2.5 For there is one God, and there is one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. And so Aaron makes atonement for himself. And now he is able, because he's pure and he's blameless, in the presence of God for doing so, he can now present the people's offerings. Verse 15, Then he presented the people's offering and took the goat of the sin offering that it was for the people and killed it and offered it as a sin offering like the first one. And he presented the burnt offering and offered according to the rule. And he presented the grain offering, took a handful of it and burned it on the altar besides the burnt offering of the morning. So it seems that there's two burnt offerings going away. The regular sacrifice was to start, and now we also have for the people. It says, Aaron offered it as a sin offering. Offered it as a sin offering. This is so important. It literally means, can literally be translated, he made it to be sin. He made it to be sin. The sins of the people were transferred, as it were, to the goat of the sin offering, and that goat bore the consequences of sin for them, so they would be made righteous before God. It's exactly what Jesus has done for us. 2 Corinthians 5.21, For our sakes He made Him to be sin who knew no sin, so that we might become the righteousness of God. He predestined you to be holy and blameless before Him. Then he killed the ox, verse 18, and the ram, the sacrifice of peace offering for the people. And Aaron's son handed him the blood. Now, notice they didn't do anything. Aaron's sons were out of the picture for the sin offering. We don't see them participating in any way. But now in the peace offering, they're back to handing him the blood. And he threw it against the side of the altar. But the fat pieces of the oxen of the ram, the fat tail, and that which covers the entrails, and the kidney, and the long lobe of the liver, they put the fat pieces on the breast, and he burned the fat pieces on the altar. But the breast and the right thigh Aaron waved as a wave offering before the Lord, as Moses commanded. So they take it and they wave it before God. This is yours, God. This is, this. You made the way for us. You gave us peace. And through all of this, we see that the burnt, the sin, and the peace offering made God accessible to them. Remember remember when God appeared on the mountain and the people were afraid? 
And when they heard God's voice and they saw Moses come down from the mountain, they said, you know what? Hey, you just appoint somebody, you know, we'll let you draw near to God. We're going to stay back here. And God says, no, that's not how it's going to work. I'm going to come down to you so you can draw near to me. Of course, it's through Aaron, but the people were able to approach. They were able to bring their own sacrifice for sin to the altar. This is 600,000 plus people. That's a, lot of, that's a lot of goats that got to get slaughtered. That's a lot of lambs that got to get slaughtered on a daily basis, right? Think about just the, the, the massive amount of, of, of labor it took just to keep up with the sacrifices. I mean, just to tend the flocks, to, to feed the flocks, all that it took for that to happen. And God tells us that he provided everything for them in the desert. You know, we do need to remember that up to this point, this really hasn't been happening. It's now starting to happen. God was laying out the work, and now it's beginning to happen. But God was now accessible to them. I wonder how they felt. Here's our God. They know what they did. They know how they complained. They know how they worshiped the golden calf. All of that stuff has happened. And God is still saying, I'm drawing near to you, so you draw near to me. What's the scripture tell us? Draw near to God and what? I will draw near to you. And so God is now accessible to them. You know, God is the only God of all the religions in which there, he is an accessible God. You study the religion of Islam, you can't, you can't access Allah. Buddha, you can't access the spirit, whatever it is, or, or, or any of the false religions. You can't access the God. Our God says, draw near to me. I'm available to you. I'm here. I care. I know. So Aaron presents all the offerings. God is now accessible to the people, and it says this in verses 22 and 23a. Then Aaron lifted up his hands towards the people and blessed them. And he came down from offering the sin offering and the burnt offerings and the peace offerings. And Moses and Aaron went into the tent of meeting. So he's on, if you remember, the, 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 the altar was built up high. It was lifted up. It was to be an altar that was not made out of hand-hewn stones. It had to be rough-cut stones. Remember? And then you also had to make, a, you had to make steps for it, not, uh, or a ramp for it. You couldn't have steps. Very detailed. And on that was the altar. So Aaron is up there. He offers the peace offering, and he raises his hands, and he blesses the people. He raised his hands to bless the people as to let them know that God had accepted their offering, that God was pleased with them and they can come to God. What blessing did he give? We don't know. Perhaps it was the ironic blessing found in Numbers chapter 6. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his counsel upon you and give you his peace. What a great blessing to pray for somebody. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. 
Isn't it by the expression of somebody's face that you know if you're in, you're in good with them or not? That you know your parent, you know, your mom had the look, right? You knew, uh-oh, right? Oh, no, that's, that's not working out well right now, right? By the face. But God smiles on his children. It says, then he and Moses went into the tent of meeting. Aaron blesses the people and goes into the, with Moses into the presence of God on their behalf. What do they do in the tent of meeting? Well, on the sin offering, whenever it was to be offered, the high priest was to go into the tabernacle in front of the veil where the ark is, and he was to sprinkle blood seven times, and he was to anoint the altar of incense, which represents the prayers of the people. I believe that that's what they do. We're not told what they did, but I believe that's what they did because they now had access to God. And because they have accessibility to God, access to God, peace with God, they also have the assurance of God. Look at what it says in 23 and 24. And when they came out, they blessed the people. So they come out again and they blessed the people. And the glory of the Lord appeared to all the people. I wonder what that looked like, man. It doesn't say the people ran in fear. It doesn't say the people were, it just said, it appeared, the glory of the Lord appeared to all the people. I am your God. And then he does something extraordinary, God does. And the fire came out from before the Lord and consumed the burnt offering and the pieces of fat on the altar. When all the people saw it, they shouted and fell on their faces. Well, that's probably what I would do too. There's four other times in Scripture in which God consumed an offering. When Gideon offered it in Judges chapter 6, verses 20 to 24. When Manoah, Samson's father, offered an offering, the Spirit of the Lord consumed it. It's found in Judges chapter 13. When Solomon dedicated the temple in 2 Chronicles 7. And when Elisha, probably the most famous one we know, when Elisha offered it uh, on, the, on the mountain and uh, against the, the, the prophets of Baal, and there the entire altar and everything was consumed. But it says that Aaron came out, came out of the tabernacle, and he blessed the people. He blessed him before he goes in. He sprinkles the blood. At least that's what I believe he did. He comes out and he blesses the people. It does point us to something. It points us to the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us that Jesus went out with his apostles. It says this in Luke chapter 24. And he led them out as far as Bethany. And lifting up his hands, he blessed them. And while he blessed them, he parted from them and was carried into heaven. And they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they were continually in the temple blessing God. This is also what Jesus has done for us. Jesus has made the sacrifice. 
He raises his hands and he blesses his people and he enters into the tabernacle. Jesus is now, where did we learn this morning? Where is he? Sitting at the right hand of the Father. Hebrews 9.28 tells us, So Christ, having been offered once to bear sin, the sins of many, will appear a second time, not to deal with sin, but to save those who eagerly wait for him. You know, Jesus is going to come out of the tabernacle, as it were. And when he returns... He's going to bless His people. He's going to bless us. He's going to bring us to Himself. And you know where we're going to go? He's going to go? He's going to bring us into the place we were never allowed before, into the Holy of Holies, into heaven itself. We're going to be with the Lord forever. What a great day that's going to be. What a great day that is going to be. We're blessed in the heavenly realms. Salvation is from the Lord in the heavenly realms before the foundation of the world. It starts there, and salvation is going to end in heaven because we will be with the Lord forever and ever. And what will be the song of heaven? Salvation belongs to the Lord. Salvation belongs to the Lord. And God appears to the people. The whole point of this was as we read in verse 6. And Moses said, this is the thing that the Lord commanded you to do. That the glory of the Lord may appear to you. Loved ones, do you need to hear from God? Do you want the glory of God to appear to you? Is it going to appear to you in light and vision? Probably not. Is it going to appear to you in giving you wisdom and understanding in His word? Absolutely. So let us draw near to God with hearts sprinkled and a clear conscience. Let's strive for holiness without which no one will see the Lord. And let's eagerly pray and wait for the day in which the Lord will return, not to deal with sin, that's already been dealt with, but to deliver us out of the kingdom of darkness and transfer us into the kingdom of light of which He reigns and rules forever. This is what Aaron points us to. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that your your ultimate sacrifice, your once-for-all sacrifice, your permanent sacrifice has been clearly laid out for us in the Scriptures, pointing us to the day in which Christ would come, in which He would offer Himself in which he would bless us, in which he would go into the tabernacle and wait for the command of the Father and return and bless his people and bring us with you to the Father. Oh, Father, how great is your Son. How great is your love for us. May we never take this salvation for granted. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's stand. Let's close on a song. I love those verses. If you go back 1 to 27, it says, And inasmuch as it is appointed for men to die once, and after this comes judgment, so Christ also, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time for salvation without reference to sin, 
to those who eagerly await him. Those that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew them. And uh, I just pray that as we sing right now, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer, that that would be the joy of our hearts to sing that. and my redeemer greatest treasure of my longing soul my God like you there is no other true delight is found in you alone your grace Oh, well, too deep to fathom. Your love exceeds the heaven's reach. Your truth are found to perfect wisdom. My highest good and my unending Defender of my weary heart, my sword to fight the cruel deceiver, and my shield against his hateful dart. My song when enemies surround my hope when tides of sorrows rise my joy when trials are abounding your faithfulness my refuge in the and my Redeemer, gracious Savior of my ruined life, my guilt and cross laid on your shoulders, in my place you suffered, bled, and died. You rose the grave and death a conquered. You broke my bonds of sin and shame. You rose the grave and death a conquered. You broke my bonds of sin and shame. Oh Lord, my 
broken my Redeemer. May all my days bring glory to your name. May all my days bring glory to your name. Amen. And we will end close in a doxology. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen.